This week on Pixels Weekly, esports is battling cheaters, Elgato's new stream deck promises new capabilities to streamers, and GameStop's holiday failure. March 27th, 2017, I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hey, what hey, hey. Good morning. <laughs> Good afternoon uh, to you, too. Uh, yeah. I was about to say the weekend, but, you know, people are listening to us on Monday and probably depressed, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, know what? If you're listening to us on Monday, let's bring you some weekend vibes. Maybe the weekend yep. isn't quite over for you yet. And then I hope you listen to us on Monday right when he comes out. So it just like you didn't lose memory of what you did on Sunday. I would say that there is like an upsetting amount of people that I see downloading the show on Sunday night at like 2 a.m. And I'm hoping that this is like their podcast player or something automatically looking for the show and downloading it. And they're not actually listening to it at that time. Yeah, I hope I'll be worried. Yeah, if this is your like 3 a.m. Sunday vibe, sorry, bro. We can't. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. We can't save that. There's nothing <laughs> even, coming back from that. Even, even us, you know. Even us. <laughs> even <laughs> us, the miracle workers. That's what How was your week, guys? I watched the Power Rangers. Oh, Whoa, yes. Go Power Rangers. Okay, can we start off with that? Oh, my yeah. God. Let's play the like, music. <laughs> so, first of all, like, it was a marathon that lasted a week or two. I can't remember. I feel like it was a month that it's been happening on Twitch Presents. Oh, they they were playing Power Ranger episodes. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's, that's what Sandy wanted to talk about. But no, I watched the movie. Oh, she's oh. The movie. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Power Ranger. <laughs> I paid. I paid money to watch a movie. Did you pay, did, wait a minute. Did you get any snacks? No. Forty dollars for Power Ranger. <laughs> it was actually thirty six ninety five. Oh my god! Tax included. To go see. Power yep. Rangers, it cost almost $40. Are you kidding? I thought it was being I, silly. No, you weren't. I, I live in New York City. Come on. And I got a digital comic book with the purchase of my ticket, and I used Apple Pay, so I was 100% secure in my purchase. Sounds like somebody used Fandango. This week's episode brought to you by Fandango. <laughs> Fandango. It's true, I did. Hey, they give they give five dollar off on rental every time at the T Mobile Tuesday app. Did you download that, um, Ryan? Because I know you have T Mobile now. Oh, T Mobile Tuesday app. No, I have to. Yeah, and so they give away five dollar every week, every week on Tuesday. But like, so I'm like, maybe they can actually sponsor us because they give those ones like baguette. (laughs) 
they get? T-Mobile they give those. The, <laughs> and the reason I got T-Mobile Tuesdays is because T-Mobile kept sending me texts like, "Hey, Bay, um, you want to <laughs> check out this app we made? Check out my pink collars. You like coupons, Bay?" <laughs> and Yannick, you know uh, what that comic book Sandy got was about? No. The Power Ranger. Is there a yeah, when you order it online, you get like a free digital uh, download for from Comixology for Power Rangers. They did this for Logan for me as well. I got I got to uh, read Old Man Logan on Comixology. Nice. I have a question for you guys. So Power Rangers came out in movie, but then it also had they celebrated on Twitch on Twitch Presents. Yeah, with the what real is, stuff. And, and they were with the real stuff, you know, the ones where they fly for like ten minutes when they get kicked in like the <laughs> ankle. And um, <laughs> did you guys watch Power Rangers back in the day? Yes. Yeah. All the fight I, scenes were actually like the Japanese version. Yeah, exactly. They, <laughs> they were like, we already have these karate people. We don't need because I remember like the camera quality having like a distinct like <laughs> yeah. change. That's the reason why. Okay, I know now. Well. You know, I didn't realize that they unravel. were. I assumed that something was happening of like they filmed these in a very different way on some sort of weird soundstage, but it makes sense that it was Japan. Yeah, yeah. it was just spliced differently. Oh my god! So, and Twitch asked on their Twitter, and I, I wonder my. I also asked myself the question. They were like, "Okay, we did Pokemon and a marathon. We did Power Ranger marathon. What's the next marathon that we should do?" And I'm asking you guys the question, what's the next one you'd be looking forward to? And I'm saying that in a Twitch environment. Like, what show would you like to have the chat react to? Because <laughs> oh, that's man. what's probably the most hilarious thing about watching the chat during Power Rangers is that people were writing down the, the sound effects. Like, when it would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah. would be like, yeah, yeah, uppercase in the chat. <laughs> yeah, and each of the Power Rangers had, like, their own, yeah. I remember... Um, like Jason, the Power Ranger was always like, "Yo, <laughs> yo," <laughs> and like Tommy was, "Yo, yo." <laughs> I don't know why I remember these things, but like the the Power Rangers, at least the first batch. Uh, no, we're not talking about Power Rangers Turbo here, folks. We're not no. talking about Power Rangers <laughs> anything after Turbo. It's like talking <laughs> about Dragon Ball uh, Z GT. Yeah, exactly. None of this off-brand shit. I'm talking about the original Power Rangers. That stuff is in, like, weirdly, all the flavor of it is indelibly inked in my brain. But then when I go back and actually see, like, some of the villains, I'm like, oh, yeah, they had a monster that tickled people. (laughs) Doesn't really seem like a world threat, you know? (laughs) You die from laughing. Uh, Goldar... Does yeah. make it into this movie. I, I assumed it was Goldar because they're like, it's a monster made of gold. I was like, well, that's a yeah. cool take on Goldar. It's Goldar. And it plays 100% on nostalgia. Yeah. It's some, some of those scenes you're like, what is happening? Why is this happening? And then they do something and you're like, oh, it's my childhood on the screen. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, don't tell me. But just and I can't I can't see Sandy's face. But Sandy <laughs> blinked twice of Bulk and Scholar in the movie. Uh okay. 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 Good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, guys, before we get into the news this week, um, by the way, everybody, uh, we're Pixels Weekly, a weekly video game podcast, <laughs> a weekly Power Rangers recap podcast. Um, and we come out every Monday to make you smile. But uh, before we get into the news, uh, I want to ask you guys, what's going on with Mass Effect? Like, <laughs> I keep reading stuff about Mass Effect Andromeda and and facial animations and stuff, and I can't, I, I see people seem to be upset, but I can't quite parse it, and I'm definitely not going to read anything about it. Yeah, I haven't read a lot about it. I kind of wanted to stay, um, since I've never played this any game of this series. Yeah. I kind of wanted to stay out and just hear what people tell me. And the first thing, the first wave of reviews that I've heard are those coming after um, the very first live playthrough of IGN, uh, Game Informer, or those those publishers that, you know, do live stream yeah. when a game's come out or just like a day or two before. And, um, and the first thing that came out of it was like, meh, nothing special. And I was like, ooh, we off to a good start. And, uh, <laughs> and then I pretty much stayed on Twitter. And it was, yeah, it was disturbing because at the end, right now what I get from it is that some animations are really broken. Uh, it looks like something from, like, Xbox first generation kind of game. Yeah, and this is a um, game that was delayed, delayed, delayed. Yeah, and so that's that's a minus for, for, for this game and for the game developers. But... Apparently, once you pass that, it, it has a really solid story. Uh, it has a really solid gameplay. They've fixed a lot of things from the previous Mass Effects. Um, I don't know. What's, have you guys played it? Have you guys looked at your own like friends playing it? I haven't played it, but I'm hearing the complete opposite of what you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> that um, the animations look great and that the story's trash. <laughs> it is exactly confusing about this game. I don't know. Well, the thing is, it's that most of the people that originally worked on the game are probably no longer on the game so it doesn't have that same feel as the original trilogy does and then the other thing was the one thing that I remember seeing Bioware had to tweet out and say hey we know there are issues with our games but don't go harass one person because of this because it's not their fault so because like one particular animator was accused of working on like stuff and it, it was because she was a woman, yep. so, like, the internet went ham on her, and, like, Bioware was not happy about that. And neither, a lot of, like, game developers and a lot of other people were going, like, hey, don't go on a witch hunt, because you don't know the full story, and you don't really know how this works, so calm yourself. <laughs> it was pretty much, like, a check yourself tweet. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I Honestly, it's one of those things where... Yannick, Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, some of my favorite games of the last generation, certainly mm-hmm. in the top 10 for last generation for me. Um, I'm going to bundle them as one piece, one giant piece, even though maybe I shouldn't. And I I don't think I'm going to buy this one. I'm just, I'm going to stay away from it until, I, until either I, there's so much else to play. I haven't broken through in Horizon Zero Dawn because I'm 50 hours into Zelda. <laughs> you know? Just, and just 50. I know. just fi- And I'm looking at all my friends list and everybody's at like 70 and you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, God. Um, but, yeah, it, it's one of those things where like, uh, this is not what this franchise needed. 
if if you're going to insist upon continuing something, you gotta insist upon making it, you know, as good or better each time. And it, this just does not seem like it is. It would have been okay had Zelda not been a thing and had Horizon Zero Dawn not also been a thing. True. <laughs> true. Absolutely true. Um, yeah, I kind of I ended that with like a shrug, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like Warcraft coming out at the same time as you know a Marvel movie. It just no. didn't stand a chance. <laughs> or it's like Battleborn coming out at the same time as Overwatch. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, you, you didn't stand a chance. <laughs> no, you never did. Sorry, Gearbox. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, you need to give us a new. Um, oh my God, brain fart. I can't remember the name. You need to give us a new Borderlands. There we go. Yeah, no kidding. Instead. That's right. Although, uh, I'm, if I'm Gearbox, I understand why they don't want to work on this. That's the only thing you're proving you're good at. All right. Ready to do the news? <laughs> Let's go. All right. Yeah, like you start. Yeah. Um, talking about Borderlands, actually, a, a game that is pretty much similar in its concept and, and where a lot of players have migrated to. I'm going to talk a little bit about Destiny. Um, we've had some news this week. We've had some... Not fake news, but because that's the that's the trendy word. Fake news. Some leaked news, and I thought my hodgepodge, my hodgepodge, my piece of news would be about this leaked uh, information. So quickly, uh, to break it down to you, uh, on Thursday, <clears throat> day when uh, Bungie usually releases a blog post giving a weekly update, announcing new content, announcing some patch coming up or whatnot and reaching out to the community on a weekly basis. In the morning, early morning, we uh, saw on Twitter and on Reddit um, a poster being leaked, uh, written in Spanish, um, of teasing the open beta for Destiny 2. So you oh. clearly see there was three... Like and the and the posture looks very much like um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I don't know if you remember that soldier kind of like oh, leaning yeah. forward with his gun, <laughs> you know, and his elbow bended ninety degrees. Um, and it was exactly kind of the same pose for those three. And uh, you could recognize weapons you've used, but new weapons as well. And it said basically just like Destiny, and then the number two, it like faded in the background. Um, it looked cheap to me. Like the two looked like, you know, they just put like a two here just to, you yeah. know, it was like a rough draft of a first mock-up of a poster marketing content. I don't know. Um, it and so everybody honestly, was like, <laughs> not to insult them, but it looks like if I, or you guys, but it looks like if I said, Hey, Yannick, Sandy, can you guys quickly make me a destiny Two piece of artwork yeah. for the, <laughs> exactly. Can you just, oh, yeah, wh whatever, dude. whatever you think about destiny, just do it. Oh, okay. Well, there's three classes. So let's put three dudes in there. Um, <laughs> And maybe a woman because actually you can play women in this game. Yeah, and um, it's like, oh, I can make a layer. Let me let me add some layers. Let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm uh, wrong. They also put an African American person. Yeah. There? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's like part of the game. There's like a like a lot of like um, variety and a lot of like diversity. I want to say in this game, so that that kind of makes sense. And there's like it's probably referring to one of the biggest, you know, a character. Um, it's nice to see influencer. them with that, nevertheless, right? Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, so that's not coming yet. I mean, people were, like, going crazy at it because the um, Destiny specialist on at Kotaku, Jason Trier, uh, a person that I refer to a lot when it comes down to 
um, an, you know, unofficial leaked information, and if he's the one confirming um, and backing up this information, I'm pretty much considering official. However, this day he went too far. He was like, "Yeah, that's Destiny 2, and that's and we get to know more today." So I, you know, everybody was like, "Wait for an official announcement today." And then Bungie tweeted. Otherwise, they were like, "Okay, for today, we're just gonna tease you about the adventures ahead. <sighs> we'll wait, you know, coming up this month." Uh, which is my piece of news, uh, Destiny Age of Triumph. Um, Destiny gets a new free content update that is pretty much just, you know, revive the past, celebrate your, you know, celebrate your hero, celebrate your guardian, and just dive into all the old, all the old raids. Um, all the gear have been refreshed. They look sick, though. Um, but I don't see the appeal of me going to farm it if uh, the game is about to be dead in June or whenever the beta comes out because that's what I'm gonna dive in. Um, and so I'm I'm just wondering if this if this is a proper end ending to Destiny for me. Yes, however, it doesn't really make me want to play it because I've been here since day one. I think the appeal of this update is for people that missed the train in year one, and they're like, oh, I never. I I know so many people that play Destiny that told me, oh, I've never completed the first raid. I I don't even know what it is. And nobody ever wants to do it with me, or um, or the Crota raid, which is which was the second one, uh, in a second update, and, and people were like, I don't know what this raid is about. Was it fun? And it was, you know, and you talk like an old guy. It's like, oh, back in my days, you know. Um, yeah, they they pretty much all um, they're pretty much bringing everything back up to date, putting things relevant, meaning you know, giving you high end gear. Um, they're bringing some of the most iconic weapons of those raid as as exotics, so you know, just kind of like a big deal for you to get them. Um, and yeah, I don't know, just like and 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 with that record book, like a piece of achievements for kind of like a layer of achievements, you will get emblems. So the goal is really for you to to show off at the end of this content update. It'd be like you know, I've done it, I've done it all, uh, I've mastered it all. Uh, check out my emblem. Check out my look. Check out all my gear that I've uh, that was able to collect. So there's a lot of content, but of course, and I hope it's the last time, it's on freaking recycled content. And I'm like, okay, reskin of weapons, new gear though. Okay, nice, but from old content, um, putting everything, giving everything a little boost. Um, every strike and stuff, our story missions are going to be worthwhile replaying um, because it's going to give you rewards. But I'm like, okay, great. I, you know, so I'm, I'm, Does I'm waiting to like see. Does this feel like them just like shuffling around deck chairs on the Titanic to you? Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's been like that for like the last year or so. It's like, oh, Weird. bringing back old exotics. And so it's been a it's been a, a music we've been used to. And, you know, it's like when you hear that <laughs> the same when you hear the same music as your alarm clock, you don't want to listen to the music anymore uh, yeah. on a on a daily basis. So it's because yeah, I know if they were if they were putting out new and meaningful content that you'd be here each week like telling us about the new and exciting stuff going on in Destiny and I I feel like you are you're one of the bigger Destiny supporters that I know you went to Destiny Con and stuff and like mm -hmm. you would be you're the first to be honest about like there's nothing going on there like I'm playing other games like in yeah, in a way I'm like on. happy Destiny didn't have anything going on so you could experience Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> fully yeah you know? yeah 
No, it's true, and, and and it's good to have a a bit of a refresher. But it's more of like this conflict of oh, we're bringing back old content that I personally already went through, yeah. and just the hype of a sequel. Uh, it's like telling me, oh, okay, well, come uh, play FIFA 16 and stuff, uh, but FIFA 17 is coming in a week. I'm like, okay, dude, like I don't expansion to finish to wrap up the uh, content update is getting released for free on March 28th. It better be free. What? <laughs> uh, uh, it better be free. <laughs> okay, my first piece of news for the day is Battle.net. Everybody, <laughs> oh, everybody sound the bagpipe. <laughs> yeah, well, so what's that logo, right? <laughs> what's that logo? I was like, oh, Battle.net. Making it a brand. Uh, they could have just left the B, you know? They could have. Kind of made it like a little bit nostalgic. <laughs> just give us the B. So for all of us who are playing PC games for a number of years, um, you know, all, I think all that's all of us on this show, especially Blizzard games on PC, Battle.net has always been synonymous with the online service for Blizzard. Um, it was really the first online service that was robust enough to be considered Maybe even the progenitor, I mean, definitely the progenitor to Xbox Live, PSN, and these online services that let you chat and match make and connect with other people online. That's right, kids. That didn't exist <laughs> for a while. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it, and I honestly, my youngest brother, Tyler, who is, um, I think he's 18 now, is, he has completely grown up in a world where that is a foreign concept to him, like a non-online enabled thing. Um, so yeah, battle.net is hugely nostalgic for all of us. And Blizzard has rolled it away, <laughs> put it in the closet. The branding is gone. Uh, when you go to update your battle.net launcher, which many of you probably have, if you play Blizzard games. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to take a little screenshot of it right now. <laughs> remember it forever <laughs> the weird little swooshies when um, you haven't updated yet and you just exactly i haven't updated yet on my on my mac anyway and um yeah that's gone and in favor you will just see the blizzard logo and everything that is battle.net is now just blizzard which makes complete and utter sense uh from <laughs> a modern branding standpoint but come on blizz Come on, ditching, ditching the old, you know, the old nostalgia. Just watch them release a skin or some stuff. Like they're gonna be like, you're gonna be able to bring back the old logo or whatever. Yeah. Why don't, don't we, Why don't we call uh, the new Overwatch character Battle Dot Bot? <laughs> Battle Bot. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it. Yeah. It triggered me a little bit, and then I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I thought it would be like a brand new redesign and 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 go for it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's called oh. the Blizzard app. I thought it was called. I thought it was Battle.net still because my shortcut was Battle.net. I have to rename my shortcut on my desktop. That's yeah, their true. website still says Battle.net. So if you go to like us.battle.net, it still brings up like the old oh. logo. I mean, do you think they will ever? Re- they will ever ever. Um, how can I say? They will ever release this domain name. That's, that's a sick domain name. Domain no, they'll yeah, they'll have know. battle.net forever. I'm sure. Yeah. Just to, just to own it, so that nobody else starts battle.net. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, could you imagine if, <laughs> if Sony's like now launching 
battle.net. <laughs> oh, um, God, the brain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, sad. Sad. And sad. <laughs> um, and I'm here. Here I am. I'm watching it update and bounce on my dock now. It's replaced with the Blizzard logo. And while I'm happy from as being a designer, happy from a cleanliness brand standpoint that everything is unified and it's scratching all those itches. Um, you, do you remember when you were young that when this uh, when this online um, multiplayer service came out? Did you? I I personally didn't really pay attention to it, uh, but I just know that for a long time it was like, why why does this exist? Because it was pretty much like the unicorn in the in the world of like online multiplayer. You would just yeah. usually jump into a game and and use the online feature inside a, a game and so we didn't see the purpose of this of this uh of this app or that website uh for a long time um yeah yeah i mean battle.net was uh was one of those things that actually uh became uh kind of not a rival with but it was it was out at the same time as GameSpy. do you remember GameSpy? mm-hmm so that was sort of the third party, like, I don't know if it was open source or what solution that was trying to build a community um, and all of that stuff. But GameSpy ended up becoming a website that was rolled into becoming IGN. And it went from being the desktop app that, like, connected with gamers and gave you, like, in-game chat for, I think, Heroes of Might and Magic no notoriously used GameSpy as one of the <laughs> um, one of its uh, ways oh, to connect players. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, yeah, it, it now like GameSpy went the way of the Dodo Bird. Got a a long time ago. I want to say it was. I mean, it was still around by like 2013, but you know, it was not really a a desktop connection relevance for you know a decade. Mm -hmm. and, uh, now Battle.net gone too. So. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> oh no. We'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just us like being totally uh, freaked out about change and like, oh, change is bad, and just look at us like ranting about a name of an app that we just don't barely stare at and just used to launch other games. I don't know. I stare at that app all the time. I've got dual screens. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why is one of your screens dedicated to that app? But anyway. I can see my friends and be well, like, I see hey. you both online right now. Are we just not going to do the podcast and play Blizzard mm. games instead? I'm, I'm, I'm a click away from Overwatch, you guys. Here's a storm. Although World of Warcraft patch arrives March 28th, so another reason hey, to good segue. pick that up. Um, yeah. Who's next? Sandy. How we do things. Oh, it's me. It's me. How we do this. It's me. Uh, talking about Here's a Storm, just kidding. We weren't really talking about that. No, we weren't. But that leads to esports. Yes. In my terrible attempts <laughs> of, like, segues. Everything, so, and Sandy will eat breakfast, and depending on, you know, the, the type of spread of butter that she puts on her on her pancakes or toast, she will think about esports, you know. She'll Speaking think of about, toast. You know, yes. she dreams esports, you guys. If you guys don't know, Sandy is the one, the now official co-host that will um bring you up the best esports news and uh and she sleeps esports eats esports drinks esports it's bad it's hard to say <laughs> it is hard like i have to stop drinking red bull and like every time 
I see commercials for like Red Bull Battlegrounds. I'm like, oh god, I just need a sweet, sweet Red Bull. <laughs> Easy. Um, <laughs> sweet, sweet. Easy. But as the esports scene grows, this is something that was brought up in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I'm not 100% happy with how the Wall Street Journal brought it up. Mostly Why? because it's this, like, it's this random woman going, oh, my God, esports, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, at least try to learn what's going on before sounding so crazy, you, you lady. But... This is something that we've actually come across. It's um, as esports becomes more popular, so does cheating. Mm -hmm. And cheating can have a negative impact. If you're playing a game of competitive Overwatch and the team keeps stomping you and you're like, what is going on? And it turns out they're all using aimbots. You don't want to keep playing that game because you don't want to keep getting paired up against cheaters. Yeah, no. It's really like, it sucks. Um, but one of the one of the videos they demoed for cheating was someone using an aimbot in Korea and going how like this is a really significant thing and how all the all the different video game companies, including Blizzard, are getting really aggressive with stopping cheaters, banning cheaters. If they think you're cheating, you're gonna get banned. Um, the one part that I thought was really interesting is that people spend anywhere from three hundred and fifty to five hundred million dollars on cheat software. Ooh. I didn't know you could buy this stuff online. I guess it's because I'm not <laughs> a cheater. Like, I'm gonna start cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good clean game, you guys. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize you could buy these things online, and that people were spending tons of money. Blizzard, Valve, I'll sell it Riot. You. I'll get you a good deal. <laughs> They'll also pay for this cheat software to kind of reverse engineer it and stop cheaters. Oh, that's cool. So there's that's like cool. there's espionage going on in the so world. So what you're of saying esports. is we gotta make some cheat software. <laughs> that way, like, not only players will give us money, software. but the actual companies will too. Mm-hmm. It's actually um. I just didn't realize how big of a problem it was. I know there's cheaters. I just didn't realize how intense the, the cheaters were. Uh, Riot had a lawsuit against a company in Peru that was making software that would take advantage of bugs in League of Legends, and they won. But that doesn't mean you're going to win every single lawsuit, because once you take one person down, there's like 10 other in its place. Yeah. Did you see any uh, occurrences in the past, and not to put you... On the spot here, I'm just curious if you remember hearing a story of someone cheating during a live tournament, uh, whether it's online or whether it was at a like a at a physical like event. There was a Dota 2 tournament, and it was for Star Ladder Fast Cup, and it was kind of it was like a small amateur tournament. However, one of the teams was stream sniping which is also a form okay. of cheating. Mm -hmm. So they were able to find the, what do they call them? They're not, I want to call everything a probe, but it's not a probe. Yeah. Well, do you want to explain <laughs> to the audience what stream sniping is? Because yeah, I know I that know term watching that Twitch, is. but. Explain to Ryan what stream sniping is. <laughs> so if you, if Yannick and I are in a competition in a game, and we're both playing, I can figure out what the Yannick is doing by watching his stream 
and then making decisions based on what I'm seeing, which is why most streams have lag. But if you know the game well enough, you know, a few minutes, a few seconds of lag isn't really going to change anything. It happens a lot in uh, H1Z1 when you watch streams of that. Uh, because the reference number of the world you're in, the instance of the, you know, the instance of your game, pretty much, where you have 170 people that are jumping in, uh, is usually is like displayed on the top right of the screen. So people can be like, oh, okay, well, I have a I have a chance at finding the streamer and getting rid of him. And so many times it's like, how did this guy know I was behind that rock healing myself? <laughs> There is no way he could have known that. Um, so sometimes he turns a little bit into paranoia uh, from yeah. the, from the streamer, but it def- it definitely is a current thing. And outside of the esports scene, it's a very common thing you hear about. Which it's not fun because if you're just getting into a game, or if you're if you want to go pro in the scene, it makes it really hard for you to do that because it kind of like it takes away the trust in the developer. It takes away the trust in the game. And then you're like, well, if I'm going to keep losing because someone's cheating, either by using software, stream sniping, um, aim assist bots, or something like that, you're like, I just don't want to play. It was a a big issue in (laughs) Hearthstone. Because Hearthstone is purely luck, and you hope the good cards come out. But if someone's watching and then texting you and going, oh, by the way, this person has these cards, just be prepared for it. Then yeah. you're like, I don't want to play Hearthstone anymore. I yeah. don't want to play this game anymore. 100%. That's also money, not just luck. <laughs> Hearthstone can be a big problem, that's true, because Hearthstone is that kind of like five minute, or I don't know how long it is, but you have really right, a lot of time to... the delay doesn't matter. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can. It, it leaves you time. It's like a round per round kind of game. Well, I mean, at least I'm happy esports is not that affected yet, just like sports is affected by doping. Um, well, that's what they compared it to. It's like this yeah. is your form of like digital performance enhancers, but apparently, like Blizzard, League, uh, Blizzard, Riot, and Valve are sinking millions of dollars into anti-cheat software. And now, look, listeners, we know you're concerned about this, but don't worry. Sandy, Yannick, and I all take performance-enhancing drugs to make this show as best as it can yeah. possibly be. Uh, matter of fact, I just got to mute myself and just take another shot. Yeah, I've done Red Bull on the show right in front of these two. <laughs> tangerine. I do Red Bull Tangerine Edition, and I make them both Is injected straight into my oh, arm. Man. Straight into my neck. I have them pump the Red Bull. Um, okay. What else? Uh, what else do we get? I um, talking about piece of software. Software. I want to talk about piece of hardware. Ooh. Uh, I always like to 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 bring up hardware in 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 for the gaming community. But this is a a pretty good a new innovation for anybody out there who is a streamer. Um, I'm, I stream from time to time, but I don't see. The big use of that for me, um, Elgato, the company that is known for the um, capture device, uh, gaming capture device, as a very popular, very good branding of them. Uh, I I see them all the time sponsoring streamers, and they uh, they they have really a wide selection of uh, capture device that is almost like plug and play if you want to stream. 
um, stream your PS4 content or even your, you know, your PC content if you have two PCs, one for streaming, one for gaming, and uh, you can have these, those sweet, sweet Twitch overlay setup uh, after that and, and not go through the built-in PS4 or Xbox streaming um, streaming software. Um, and Elgato came up with a new device, and that's when you see that the money is really there. Uh, the demand is there because um, I think that this is going to have a huge, um, like, huge demand. Uh, Elgato announced their Stream Deck. So what's the Stream Deck? I'm going to try to yeah. describe to you guys if you've never, if you haven't heard about that news. So it's pretty also, much going to be deck, a... Also, probably not a great name. Well, kind of yucky sounding. But. Yeah. And then, the, <laughs> and then the device itself looks like a... Uh, it has its. I'm going to explain what it does first without sure. talking about its yeah, look. Yeah, tell me about uh, why. Maybe I so, want this thing. Maybe we could use it to stream maybe the we podcast. Can for, yeah, and then have okay. you know have some kind of like live interaction and stuff. So Stream Deck offers an extensive set of commands as well as automatic detection of scenes, media, and sources. You can browse the list of available actions, drag an entry to one of the 15 keys and customize it. You can use pre-installed icons or add your own graphics to further improve Stream Deck's usability. And so this thing is pretty much so it looks like a it looks like a book where there're like physical buttons on the front of it, on the cover of it. Um, and it has so it has 15 button like I just said, 15 keys that you can program uh, the way you want. Uh, so Press a button, you start your stream. Press a button, you switch the scene. Um, press a button, you are adding some kind of animation on, or like a GIF pops up in your in your stream. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. Like they said, they have like integration with Twitter, with Twitch. Uh, so, for example, you can press one button and it will tweet out, "Hey, I'm live." Uh, let's say you'll be able to mute your mic. Uh, with just one button uh, it will integrate with pretty much all your uh, streaming software like obs uh, the most popular one um and so it's really everything is programmable uh it's it really is um answer like offers a demand for people that just really want to have that easy to deal kind of stream and bring uh, bring more um i would say you know, bring more production quality to their stream, uh, up their game uh, a, lo- a little. Sure. And um, and this thing is actually coming out in May, um, and it's a fair decent price for streamers that make a living out of it. It's really cheap, I think, a hundred fifty dollar. Oh, okay. Um, that that actually is like something maybe I'd consider. Yeah, it's not. It's really not too bad. And and yeah, you know, so the possibilities are endless. Right now, there are official integration with Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, OBS, and and obviously more. But I, my idea here is that they're obviously gonna come up with an API where you're gonna be able to pretty much program any buttons with whatever uh, service or with whatever interaction you want, and it gives them a little bit more of that professionalism. And uh, and the device is lo- the device looks good. It has like a it, it it mounts on a deck that you can so you can recline it or keep it flat on your on your desk. Um, and and it seems pretty slick. Honestly, it's if I were to have uh, like forty more users on a regular basis that I stream, I would probably see this investment worth it because uh, uh, because yeah, I mean the 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 streams that are the most entertaining are the ones where. You have different scenes or stuff pop up on the screen or, the you know, the streamer obviously interacts uh, with his audience a bit more. And, and this is the perfect tool for them to do so. Um, instead of having your second keyboard for a second 
uh, streaming computer and and have that be your in, the only interaction, pressing shortcuts and hotkeys. Um, so I see this being used. Um, I see this. I totally see this uh, fulfilling a demand, and uh, and and to me, it's just an opening to. A business uh, like it, it create it's such a niche that is exploding, a bubble that is exploding right now. Um, streamers out there are putting a lot of money into bringing up the best content, um, and and you see more and more streamers, you see more and more viewers, and I think here there's a market that grows uh, where software and the hardware will be built and improved and provided to to this kind of com to this kind of community and and I think for me the my opinion is that this stream deck is just the beginning of of a new type of a hardware dedicated to streamers. I just watched the trailer and it's super intense. It is, right? I mean <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's got like dubstep and it's imagine oh. anything video game related where it's like Exhausting. dubstep, close shot, colors, lines, blue lines in a in a black background. Yeah, totally. <laughs> But it does. It does look like you know there's gonna be a competition between them and Razer. Like Razer Switchblade interface um, is also available. But um, Elgato has this legit legitimacy, has this branding around streamers that, you know, the game capture that you use, a lot of you use, and a lot of you love. And well, you know, on top of that, you can get the Stream Deck. So believe in us, you know. All right, my second piece of news is Microsoft's new tech series. Xbox One controllers, and this was an announcement that came out this week, and Microsoft basically said, hey, we've got these new Xbox One controllers, they're inspired by military technology and performance uh, patterns, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, what a ridiculous thing to say for a video game controller, although, you know what, I, I hate to point this out, but there is, there's some documentaries you can watch, and a lot of the drones and stuff that are controlled by the military um, are done so piloted with Xbox controllers, which is horrifying <laughs> to think about. Um, but those are a PC-based interface with a a control set and pattern that essentially a lot of today's eighteen, you know, and you know, eighteen to whatever year old soldiers grew up playing the Call of Duties and the flying games of the world. So, uh, it's a little. I just thought it was a little weird for them to to heavily suggest military technology and performance patterns it seems to me like it's the same xbox one controller with some weird shit printed on it <laughs> yeah, it's got some green in it it's yeah it's got some weird green stuff and some uh glyphs that don't make any sense uh printed right down the center of it um it seems really unusual i think the one thing that they did add is the grips um, and the maybe the tighter uh, or the more exacting joysticks from the Xbox Elite controller. Um, if you have an Xbox Elite controller, you don't need to even think about this thing at all, ever, ever, ever. Um, if you have a regular Xbox One controller, I'd say go to the Xbox Design Lab and go, you know, customize your colors and stuff, and you're still going to come out you know, at the same price as this controller. And I'd rather have like a controller that it like is customized to me and my colors and stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems like a confusing move. And it, it also seems like, I don't know who it's for. It, it seems like such a niche, 
niche, <laughs> whatever. For Americans. It's for America. Um, or people that want to be like America. I don't. What do you guys think about this? Is this weird to you or what? No, I think there is something to say about like Microsoft and the U.S. military in general. Uh, I have family in the army, and one of the things that they do play is the Xbox. So, I think this is kind of their way of paying some kind of tribute or homage to the military. Yeah. I don't know. Homage, if you will. Is it, um, <laughs> is it a, a a different pricing than the Xbox Elite controller? It is. I think it's uh, it's like ten like bucks $10 more. more. Yeah, it's so it's like eighty bucks. Um, you know, I think it, it's their one way to justify it, right? I mean, there's like the the I'm gonna mention the Switch Pro controller, but I mean that's all they call it. Um, at this price range, and I feel like the uh, PS4 announced also two um. Well, it was made by third-party companies, but PS4 officially affiliated them. Um, and they were like, I forgot their name. It was one from Razer and the other one for what? I yeah, but that, that says it all, right? That says <laughs> that it all. I'm going to look it up. Name. But they have, they have, and they look very similar. When I looked at this tech series, um, tech special edition, um, they look really um, the same in their shape and, 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 and form and, and like patterns onto it. Uh, I thought it was like if it didn't have the Xbox logo, I would have like, oh, that's is that is that the latest uh, PS4 Pro controller? Um, so maybe there's a niche here where they try to, I don't know, they they probably see a, a market there. I don't know how much money it takes to make a new controller. Probably not that much anymore. I mean, they have all the patterns, they have all the patents. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry to 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 break in, but it, apparently it's sixty nine ninety nine, not seventy nine ninety nine. The seventy nine ninety nine is the customizable. Xbox oh, okay, okay. Design Lab controllers, so it's it's still ten bucks more. I think the regular controller is fifty nine ninety nine. But like with all Xbox controllers, you gotta buy a rechargeable battery pack if you're interested in having that, or you're gonna be putting some military grade energizers in that thing, uh, <laughs> which is yeah, this is such a weird move to me. I mean, it seems like Microsoft had a high end controller offering, a low end controller offering. And a kind of customizable for a little bit of a premium controller offering. And, like, it's not like they bundled in a rechargeable battery with this. It's not like they... It's not like this even looks markably different than, like, some of the custom controllers they've done for, like, IGN or other, you know, other special events or packs and all that sort of stuff. It's just... oh, the shape is different, too. Yeah. Oh, the shape of the controller is different? Isn't, isn't it different? I thought it was different when I first glanced at it. No, no I don't no? think so. Maybe Same. it's an optical illusion from the fancy graphics on it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, I haven't, maybe I haven't hold an Xbox controller in a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the, the PlayStation 4 controllers that I mentioned were the Razer uh, Reju and the uh, Nacon Revolution, uh, which have like, both of them programmable buttons and stuff like that. Hope for the future. All right. <laughs> Sandy, take us home before we take a break. Uh, let's talk more cheating. No. This time. No, okay. <laughs> Counter-Strike tournament organizer changes their rules. And what? it actually benefits people who were banned from cheating. You're kidding me. Dun, dun, dun. ESL, which is one of the, the larger uh, majors 
they've actually changed their rules. So anyone that was banned for cheating because of Valve's anti-cheat software can now participate in their major tournaments after being banned for two years. Okay. Which is, I, I guess, something that everyone else is doing. Because right now it's like if you're banned, you're banned forever. Because you can't really, once Valve bans your account, it's kind of over. Yeah. But they have LAN tournaments. Ah. Ah. So it's like, hey, I used to be really good, but then I messed up. But now I've got a redemption story. <laughs> it's all weird to me. I mean, so what are what are the repercussions of the rule change? Like, what the are the specific like, rules that they said? Here's what's different. So the big thing that... Traditionally, if Valve banned you because you were using value modifiers or aim assist, you were pretty much banned for life from playing the game. Yeah. However, people were saying, like, this isn't fair because other tournaments don't have those same rules. So now they're like, okay, fine. If you were banned because of Valve's software, you'll be banned for two years, and then you can play again in one of these tournaments. So it's a... You're either banned by Valve or you're banned. There's an esports integrity coalition. Oh, I like the sound of that. It's ESIC for sure. That short. sounds very good to me. So, and I think they're also doing it on, on a case by case basis. If you, it's it's not if you did something in a tournament. So these players were banned, but not because they cheated in an actual game tournament where money was on the line, they probably did something off-season in the game that they shouldn't have done. So maybe as a joke, they used an aim assist bot or something, and then Valve was like, oh, no, you can't do that. We're banning you. Wow. So it's kind of it's it's kind of a scenario like that. Damn. But, no, no, damn. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, one part here where I'll be on the side of the cheaters. Uh, I know we don't like that here, and gamers in general are really not liking this. But as it gets more and more popular, oh, as it as it gets <laughs> more and more as it gets more and more popular, as it gets more and more and more money is involved, uh, sponsors are involved. I think the ESL has to be having a little bit. A, a, like I guess a better justice system if I can call it this way where you can't just like permanently ban someone anymore it's it's too sure. easy maybe you can especially when there is so much involved you can maybe um, have them pay, pay their fair share and have them not compete in any tournament because from what I read from this uh, from this news is you've had uh, you've had banned people still being able to play um, l like small tournaments and play and win small tournaments and even low level ESL competitive competition so for esl it was just like a matter of hiding them from the from the big from the big money prizes and 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 that's all and and forever which is kind of like what if the guy you know redeems himself and makes sure he's becoming a legit good player without cheating um i don't know i'm once again i'm, I'm just kind of like i want to have this fine line between esports and real sports kind of like being fading out and have both kind of like use the same rules where well, you know, you can grow out of this. You made a mistake. You fucked up. You paid for it, and then you come back better than ever. And and everybody will be excited to see you as a new person. Uh, yeah, it just it just sucks to see to hear permanently permanently banned. 
you know that's that's kind of like the 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 part of the of the of the story where I'm a little bit meh. Maybe we don't need to do permanently. Yeah, maybe. I think not. if you're always playing a game and cheating, you should be perma banned. I, I just that's fair. Ban. That's your ban that's your opinion. But, this is, <laughs> but I disagree. Is, um, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> this Valve's anti-cheating software is something that's done while you're playing the game, not while you're playing a tournament. So, if you're banned because of this, it's just a, it's it's meant to be temporary because it's like you weren't really competing in a tournament but if you're in a major and you're cheating then you should be discredited and shamed forever that's gonna be hard to do though because you're playing in front of a bunch of other people like cheating must be hard to do at the major events it should be and that that's kind of what they're they're striving to get to like it Cheating should be hard. That's why you see everyone with, like, headphones and then another set of headphones, and they can't view any of the screens. The booths are soundproof just so that they don't get any additional information. Um, but any known, uh, Is there any known practices? I'm just curious here because we're talking a lot about cheating, aimbots, pretty much technology-driven cheating. But what about just, like, people ingesting substances? Uh, for tournament is that something that is controlled right now? Yannick, I'm, I'm just Yannick, curious. Are you talking about the limitless pill? Otherwise <laughs> <laughs> called, called the blue one, <laughs> known as the limitless pill. <laughs> I think people were also uh, arguing with the fact that some people shouldn't be allowed to drink Red Bull when they play matches or Monster. Yeah. So these energy drinks are the number one investors. In esports right now, so um, right they want it to I, be synonymous with mental fuel, right? Right, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Formula One racing at all. Yep, I love that. It's actually so, it's starting again this weekend. Yay! And yeah. hey, in Formula One racing recently, France has really been making waves, haven't they? Yeah, we have like finally. It's not the topic of the news, but yeah, we'll see. We'll that see is how, the topic of the we'll, show. Welcome we'll to our see. Formula One podcast. <laughs> the story so, with the French in Formula One is the, is just to ask yourself how they're going to lose this time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but Team Red Bull was under fire uh, for Formula One racing because they were like, they're actually pumping Red Bull instead of water into their drivers. Whoa. So they were considering that as like a form of cheating. Yeah. Even though like I drink Red Bull all the, I used to drink Red Bull all the time. It just, <laughs> it just wakes you up. It's not like, no, but like, like sh- the nuts. sugar, <laughs> caffeine, and stuff surely makes synapses like light up in your brain. Whether or not like we go, oh, I don't feel sleepy anymore. Like your brain teems with activity when it's subjected to that set of chemicals vitamin b caffeine guarana guarana <laughs> and uh, yeah all right this is all ridiculous take a break yeah let's take a break and when we come back we're going to be talking about the most important stuff this episode yet when we come back 
Hey, Sandy and Yannick. Hey. Hello. Have you guys heard of this new fangled thing called Discord? Discord? Exactly. Yes, yeah. It's just like an internet telephone. Wait, the buttons on it or the one that, you know. It's called Yeah, Discord. the numpads, right? Oh, it'll make you numb. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this one. I'll tell you, Discord is actually a place where you can chat with us. Yeah, that's right. The hosts of Pixels Weekly. Well, I'm very much looking forward to that. But I have a question. Is it going to work on my smartphone? You better believe it, sister. You can do that through the app. Just go to pixelsweekly.com and click on the join link right on the homepage, and you can be chatting with us today. We'll see you there. Yay! All right, we're back. Ha! You thought you could stop us. Ha ha ha! Nothing will stop us. He thought you could stop us. You thought you could. You can't stop us. All right. Wow. That's the ripple wow. talking. Okay, That's I'm gonna come up with a, a little a piece piranha. of news. I'm gonna come with a little piece of news of um, you know my half baked news of last week has been fully baked thanks to Just Pug on the Discord. By the way, you probably just heard the advertisement about Discord, so I don't need to tell you what it is. Um, <laughs> Discord is Bay. Officially announced by me. Oh. Uh, the game that I was talking about last week, last week, remember I was talking about a game, a warfare game that you allowed you, that was shipped with a headset and um, allowed you to control your troops, uh, NPC, uh, like your AI controlled troops with a microphone. And um, yeah, and, and just bug mentioned it. It was the SOCOM series. Uh, oh. And then especially the SOCOM 2 Navy SEALs uh, series. And uh, I'm looking at the, oh my God, yes, the memories. It was like that big PlayStation 2 bundle. I mean, you probably have those bundles right now with every game that comes out. Um, but it was this huge box with the game and the, the USB headset inside. Uh, play as an elite SEAL commander. Confront deadly enemies with the most skilled special ops force ever assembled. Deadly Battle enemies. the world. Command and strategize with SEALs and other special operation forces with a USB headset included. Can you try to do a southern accent with these? Uh, yeah, well, I remember that my... With a steel I remember that USB the... Headset. I remember that the French version wasn't they were not really um understanding french i don't know if they really got the training there but <laughs> i don't i don't remember it being a smooth experience the, i remember being a little kid and seeing like that something is available in french and all i knew about french was when something was available it said en français <laughs> Frances. yeah i was like i don't know it would that, be... i think that means french but why are they saying french really weird <laughs> they're saying in the spanish way just you yeah. know they were just like mexicans and, and frances <laughs> weird cool so that's uh thank you just bug and uh, i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep the mic on um because <laughs> we're doing gonna, a podcast. I'm gonna keep the mic on. And how do you say when you want to keep the like you want to keep the um? I don't know. I keep momentum, keep it going. Know. Yeah, keep the momentum. Yeah. You wanna you wanna be the one. Uh, You'll continue to carry the Olympic torch. Carrying carrying the episode torch. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to ask you guys a question, and I think we've had that discussion in in the past, but. Uh, this piece of information from Kotaku really raises a good question. I read a beautiful article um, that asked the question, when do graphics matter? 
Um, Ether Alexandra posted an article on, on Kotaku uh, mentioning Zelda, mainly Zelda and Nier uh, Odomara. Uh, that are great, and it's not because of their technical shortcomings. Um, so you guys have played Zelda. You've seen uh, when uh, a huge amount of foliage appears on your screen. You've seen your 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 frame rate drop a little bit, didn't you? Um, and I've, yes. I've, I've, I've heard I've heard <laughs> I've that noticed. from uh, yeah, and I've heard that from a lot of people. On I've seen this happening on streams. I've I've talked to Curtis as well. Uh, apparently, using it in, at 720p. Um, meaning uh, using an handheld mode um it's pretty much solving the issue however um th- this this writer takes a, a really good take on it is you know they're both really amazing games but with technical problems how is it that those technical problems don't really affect the reviews of people the you know the perspective that people have about those games and how people never talk about those pretty much issues um affecting their experiences and um <clears throat> so she pretty much sums it up saying that well if if your if your game is conscious of those limitations um for breath of the wild for example it was not meant to be shipped with the uh, with the um i was about to say the nx but we have the real name uh, with <laughs> the w- with the switch and uh, yeah. and the con- you know the compromise here is that they pack so much into the game um they made visual st- sacrifices um and stylization but however the game is has its values, its core values set on that, which makes it, which makes this kind of like graphic messiness consistent. And that's pretty much the gist of the whole article. I could stop my news there. But they were comparing it to Skyrim and Horizon where they are doing way more, um, way more, um, I would say, performances in terms of graphics, uh, way more innovation. Those games look beautiful, but sometimes they look cheap and they sacrifice where they shouldn't. Um, I don't know what they exactly mention, like talking about when they mention Horizon here, because I haven't seen. Um, I mean, I've seen some animation glitch, I, 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 I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, Horizon is one of the best looking and I think well technically executed games I've ever seen or played. Yeah, and uh, and to you know to talk about Nier Automata a little bit, um, the 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 themes are expressed cogently through gameplay. Um, it's it's you know a shift in camera's perspective or you know the character's perspective um, is is like you know mutable and it it just feels like the near automata and, and and breath of the wild have a consistency in their in their graphics abnormality um, that's what that's what they are that's how they look and that's and it's not going to ruin your experience if you expect the game to be having those technical difficulties um I'm not. I'm not thinking that this kind of article is really just, you know, um, like an apology, like a, an excuse for those games. I mean, I think that the frame rate, you know, Breath of the Wild would be benefit from having this frame rate not dropping from time to time. Sure. It does. It does take you out of the game, uh, but at the end, you kind of just, you know, <clears throat> it. It's weighing both the gameplay, the experience, and the graphic difficulties the just the experience itself and the art direction and the narrative design just takes over any any accidental uh technical difficulties and uh, as long as you have an en- enough solid core concept there's not a lot that can hold you back and that's that's how the the last bit was going and i was like even myself that is always asking his question where where i'm very picky with the art direction of certain games um 
that being said, I love the way uh, the new Zelda looks. But I do, I am very, very, very much looking into uh, how the animations are made into a game, how the lightning effect are, are, are made. And, and if something glitches there, if there is some kind of inconsistency, that's exactly where I'm going to be like, oh, you know, well, I wish it was happening all the time and not in the first cutscene. <laughs> yeah. And I think Zelda has enough in terms of nostalgia that people don't really care what happens in the game in terms of graphics because they're playing a Zelda game and you haven't had like such an amazing majestic Zelda game in a while so I think the pull for that is enough for people to go it's okay we can forgive it that in the switch isn't known for being the most advanced in terms of hardware so no. it's like okay. I it's, I, I have a thing. feeling that the switch probably pales in comparison to say, uh, my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I think people are. That's that's why I think people are more willing to forgive about it. They and I don't really hear, like Arya plays the game and he's been playing Zelda nonstop and he does not complain about any of the graphics. He plays it docked, so while it's docked, you kind of you see the frame rate drop a lot more. And it's he's just so in love with the game yep. that the actual what's going on technically doesn't matter. Yeah, you say that, and it, it, I, I was here on this show just weeks ago saying, this better be good, and they, you know they better get <laughs> this right and all this stuff. And I I'm not too big normally too big of like a frame rate junkie of like it needs to be the fastest it could possibly um but yeah the zelda is is doing it it's executing on a level that i think is i mean to for lack of a better term pretty exceptional and it does not yes absolutely it slows down um but it doesn't bug me Interesting. So yeah, read this article. Um, and 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 there's a transcript, but it's actually a little bit more digestible than than a um a, an article. It's actually a video that that she pulled up and uh, and really explains you probably with also in game footage so that you can clearly understand uh, what we're talking about when we seeing those glitches in uh, near Automata and and Breath of the Wild. All right, my last story for the day is <sighs> GameStop. Ah, <laughs> uh, GameStop. Oh, GameStop. GameStop. Now, uh, so the story is essentially that GameStop. Uh, I think the Polygon headline is GameStop took a beating in holiday sales, and we're doing a lot of voices today. And we'll close. GameStop's going to close 150 stores uh, in 2017. That's this year. Um, and they're blaming. Are they closing the stores? Or are they converting them into like think geeks? I don't know. All I know is that their their earnings report said uh, that they're going to be, uh, what is it here? Cl- yeah, it says close, closing 150 stores. Is Did you see otherwise? No, I don't know. It's The only okay. reason I asked is because I went to GameStop yesterday right before I went to go watch the Power it's Rangers. It's mostly a t-shirt store now. <laughs> <laughs> and I went in there uh, looking for the Akuma pop figure, which is a GameStop exclusive. And every time I go in looking for an exclusive, they always tell me no. And I always get really irritated because their stock is always off. 
like I was looking for the Emerald City um, Farah, and they're like, yeah, the store in Brooklyn has ten, and I was like, okay, I'll make a trip to Brooklyn, even though I don't want to, but I really want this. And they called the Brooklyn store, and they didn't have any in stock. So it's like, how is your merchandise so greatly affected in terms of inventory? Mm. It makes me so mad. But I went in yesterday, and I'm like, I'm looking for this Akuma Pop. The guy's like, we don't have it. And I'm like, that's impossible. This thing just got released. Luckily, there was a girl at the register doing a lookup. And she goes, oh, it's this is what she's looking for. And he's like, oh, I thought you were talking about Naruto. And I'm like, I'm in your store with a Street Fighter gym bag asking for a Kuma Street Fighter pop. Why do you think I'm sir? looking for Naruto? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's that so that everybody profile the girl before you talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's got kind of like a GameStop story like that, and and for good reasons. I mean, they their business practices are such that they don't always have pro consumer policies, and we could talk about that for a long time. Um, essentially, GameStop didn't do well. The they're blaming in their earnings report. Um, aggressive promotions by other retailers on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. In other words, I can I have Best Buy Gamers Club. I get twenty percent off any physical game I buy from them. If you have Amazon Prime, any new game you get twenty percent off. Do you get that it's discount true. at GameStop? No. So GameStop is always going to be my third choice in buying a brand new video game. Um, I mean the the truth is is like. In a way, it's become an unspoken permanent discount on physical titles, right, to keep those sales alive while the digital age kind of ushers things in. And GameStop just isn't participating in it. And they also blame, like, Call of Duty for underperforming and all that sort of stuff. But I'll say this. Like, GameStop, I think you deserve to close a bunch of stores. I hope you don't close the one near me. Uh, <laughs> I got my Switch at GameStop, and I can tell you that one of the things I appreciate most about GameStop and one of the things that if GameStop goes away, I think can't be stated enough, is that this is really one of the only stores that video game players have that is filled with video game enthusiasts and video game experts. And... You know, you might feel like, oh, that's not a big enough deal to me, and maybe it isn't, but I submit to you that that is actually a really big deal and makes a huge difference um, because yeah. we've all been to Best Buy and been like, hey, do you have a copy of, you know, whatever, you, you say the new Resident Evil, and they're just like... I I don't know. It just it's aisle six. Just check uh, check aisle yeah, six. Yeah, they just tell you generically to go to the like video game section. Like, in other words, go away, right? Yeah. Um, and I, the thing is, I do want to like GameStop. The ones in the city that I've gone to have kind of morphed into like think geeks. Yeah. But like, it, with in terms of product and all that stuff, and I've had some good experiences with their employees, and I think that's kind of what, where they need to cater. Stop being so pushy on like, hey, buy the used game. It's like, no, no, no. How about you buy this? Oh, I also noticed that you're you're this. Uh, let me recommend this, this, and this for you, and get your inventory straight. So when I'm looking for something, I can actually find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we can have we can complain that GameStop is like. Yeah, you can buy that game. Do you want to buy it used? Do you want to buy a warranty on your disc? Yeah. Okay, what do you guys go 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 there for? 
Like, what are I, you hoping? To, like, what are you purchasing there? What are you hoping to find? Because I, I'll be honest, if it's been, I've been uh, in the U.S. for four years, I've never stepped, I think, once into a, uh, <laughs> a a video game retail store because of the possibilities I have online, because of the Amazon Prime account that I have, yeah, and that I own. Um, I, I mainly play my game like digitally downloaded or digitally purchase purchase or last resort Amazon with their with the discount. Well, like like I said, I got my Switch there, and I think, honestly, GameStop handled it in a way that shows they understand video game sales and accessories. They, I showed up before they closed. I checked out with all my stuff. I got a ticket number so I didn't have to wait in a line hoping for XYZ. And by the way, I paid for my Switch and, say, 50% of the accessory cost. By trading in my Wii U. I think that there is a market for trading in stuff that is like not go sell it yourself on Craigslist or eBay. Like for whatever mm -hmm. people say, that is that's doing it through unofficial channels and it's a bit of a gray market and it is a little sketchy and maybe even potentially dangerous for some people. And so being able to go, especially then based on whatever neighborhood you're in, being able to go to a GameStop and say, here, take my old video game stuff and give me credit. Yeah. That's great. So even if it is like slightly undervalued and, you know, in comparison to what you get in cash or whatever. So they checked me out. I didn't have to wait in line. Then when it was time to get in line, everybody there was a massive video game fan. And we all just casually walked into the store at midnight They had everybody's name printed on bags, everybody's receipt attached to their stuff. They double-checked all the accessories and that the console was there. They gave us a poster, and they said, have a great night playing Zelda. And I was in and out of getting that in four minutes, which is incredible because I was the 20th person in line. That's how fast they got through that line. That's nice. Yeah. I think when they're good, they're they're really good, and when they're bad, they're really bad. The, yeah. the My... I go to GameStop for Amiibos. I go for the GameStop exclusives. And there's certain... I've I've collected pops since before they were this huge trend thing. So I've had them for a while. I take them out of the box. Your horrible pop It's, addiction. <laughs> yeah, I have a horrible addiction to, like, to random peripherals. So random peripherals and toys and stuff like that. And I've always... I went in and I got my Mad Cats arcade stick in there. They were really nice. They were like, oh, this is so great. Um, but the the times I've had a really bad experience, the experience has been really bad. Like yesterday, I would have been super upset had the person standing, and this was an assistant store manager, had that girl not been standing there doing the decent thing and looking up what I was asking for, I probably would have walked out without this thing. And I'm like, I'm just trying to complete a collection. And it's, it's I don't want to pay extra money for it. I want to give you the money. Like, yeah. help me out here. Otherwise, you get a kick. Yeah. Kick in a butt. Um, it's... Yeah, I mean, to wrap up on this, I guess we can also advise people that are uh, having a GameStop around them to check if this GameStop is selling because usually when a store sells, they have those, uh, you know, they have to empty the store. They have to empty their stock, even though they don't keep a good track of it. Uh, you might be able to end up finding huge, huge sales at your, you know, like end of like out of business sales kind of kind of thing. I don't know. How, how do you call them again? I, the, I like how Yachting's like, 
Guys, the silver lining here is you can get all your geeky, nerdy accessories mm -hmm. for the cheap. For the cheapest. For the cheapest, yeah. <laughs> um, as they go out of business and offer it. So, uh, so long and say la vie to 150 GameStop. Sorry to everybody that's affected by it, but uh, yeah, you're going to have to either get competitive or uh, get out. So. Yeah. Andy. Care about oh, your my candy on sad news. Oh. No, not sad news. No. Fun news. Joe Montana is investing in Cloud9. Oh, thank oh. you, Sandy. <laughs> oh. So, Joe Montana, guys, Hall of Famer. He plays his, uh, he plays the better football. Yes, American football, football. is the sport, yes. <laughs> Can you hear me walking away? <laughs> uh-huh, uh, yeah. But... Joe Montana and the C, the co-founder of Reddit, Alexis. How do you say Les? Oh, Hulahan. No, name? I don't know. Uh, you know, Alexis. Oh. He's in, he's engaged to the tennis star <laughs> player. I call him Alexis O'Hulahan. You know, that tells you, know you we're at the end about. of the show and yeah. Ryan is just losing it. Ryan is like, like, oh, whatever the name of guy is. Why not yeah. O'Hulahan? Oh, He's he's famous. He's got more money than we do. He's you know famous. that guy. That no, the guy. Famous dude. They've invested into Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine is one of those esports teams. They're up there with uh, Team Evil Geniuses, Echo Fox. So we're seeing more and more players, both retired and not, investing in the esports scene. Cool. So. Yay! Well, as a side, um, and you didn't see that coming, but uh, Gérard Piquet, one of the defenders of FC Barcelona from the fake soccer uh, world. Yeah, um, fake soccer. You mean fake <laughs> from football. The, from the fake, fake football. Soccer. Real, real soccer. <laughs> um, he, um, he's, a, you know, the one married to Shakira, to put some perspective to you what? guys. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Shakira's okay. husband. Yeah. Oh. Shakira, Shakira. All right, what's going on? Hey, baby, when you don't. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, there we go. I know you have an impression of her. He has just basically uh, started a project called eFootball Pro, where um, he's pretty much asking for people that have a project that combine two passions, football and esports. Um, and if you enjoy watching that, that's you know the opportunity to make you know to make the career in the industry. So I have to read more about this. Maybe I'll break it down next week for you guys. Um, but it just looks like it's like one of those maybe like a funding uh, company that will help organize, do content and marketing um, throughout events and stuff like that. Um, so. Well, hot diggity damn! Yep, <laughs> hot diggity doom as well. Yeah. What is what is Cloud Nine good at? I always, I always. Okay, so here's my problem with esports right now. No, we don't have uh, to follow up about Cloud Nine. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. The primary thing is Dota and uh, fighting games. Yeah. Because I have, I have such like they're everywhere now, and so I'm like, I have respect for every team, but I'm like, oh, um, like right now I'm watching the Halo tournament, and I don't remember what team is good or not. Um, because of the fact that I hear the name of those teams every year in other games, and I lose track of who's good where. And so I was like, yeah. yeah, let's go. They quit. And then they complete trash and get out at the round 16. I'm like, what? What just? You're like, I thought what? Liquid was the good Who's the good boys uh, now? I'm like, who's, is, is it solid? It's not Liquid? A. 
Oh, was that a Metal Gear Solid reference? Got him. (laughs) (laughs) Solid? Liquid? Who knows? I I think it's like more people invest than we'll see more people picking sides. Because right now it's not like it's country versus country, not really like locality versus another locality. So it's more like America versus the rest of the world because that's how we view everything. Yeah. (laughs) So I think with Joe Montana kind of going into this and pitching Cloud9, maybe Cloud9 will be more California-based and maybe it'd be like California versus New York. Um, A-Rod, goddamn A-Rod, he's also investing into... He took stake in the NRG Esports, so maybe it'll be like, you know, Yankee fans versus 49er fans. I don't know. The possibility right now is limitless. Whoa, my mind is blown at the end of this episode. <laughs> Ryan with the troll at the end. Like, so Ryan, like, the show needs to be short just for Ryan. He's like, I don't, I can't hold that much awesomeness and how much news we get every week. I know, week. It's my brain like goes soft. It gets soft. You know, I don't get my news anymore during the week. I'm just waiting for the for us to record the show, and I'm like, oh, all right, all updated. I know everything. <laughs> hey, I got a new I'm gaming with- headset, and I want to try it out. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Because I'm tired of everybody on Discord going, I can't hear you. You mean your brothers? <laughs> yeah. They can't hear me ever. It's so, so obnoxious. We'll try it out. Maybe we'll do some streaming today. So, Yay. Maybe you can find that on Monday in the Twitch archive. Oh, I thought you were about to do our plugs for us. You can also get every episode of this show for free at pixelsweekly.com. Where yeah. you can also contact us right into the show. Or you can, of course, like you heard in the commercial, join us on Discord. And um, give us crap <laughs> or tell us that the show's <laughs> good or bad or whatever. And um, also, what do we do? We follow us at PixelsCast on Twitter. You can also get us on Instagram where we're making cool stuff. And I haven't been a good boy about posting. But luckily, Sandy and Yannick are good no, boys. Sandy's doing the carry. Sandy, Sandy's doing the carry. Sandy's a Instagram carry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> support uh, character. She's a support character for sure. And um, yeah, that does it. So that means until next time. Adios. Au revoir. And we'll see you next week. Good morning. I don't know. Um, so I was saying, rough housing is like... <laughs> yeah, kicking people in the dick is fun, is what we were saying. <laughs> yeah, Sandy does it a lot. we were trying to capture. I don't mean to do it on purpose. It's just, I my aim isn't that great. <laughs>